Pubcast. Welcome to the Liberated Healer Podcast, where we touch on a variety of topics in the world of spirituality, energetic healing, and everything in between and beyond. Take an adventure on a shooting star with your hosts, Gina and Linnea, offering their wisdom, guidance, and everlasting love and support. Hi, everybody. Gina Cavalier here at the Liberated Healer Podcast. Today, we have Carmen Turner shot on. Hello. Welcome. Hi. Thanks for having me. So we're recording this just in case anybody knows um, April 20. Um, 23 because we are going to be talking astrology just in case anything comes in that's going on right now but we're going to probably talk more general sense anyways um she's a licensed clinical social worker a psychological uh psychological astrologer author and teacher and um she has a new book out moon signs houses and healing from um, llewellyn and this is her second book with llewellyn and where she did the sun signs and so we're really happy to have her on and this is such a big subject and everybody loves it that I know of. You can never stop learning about astrology. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so well, thank you. So you have a really interesting um, kind of story, how it kind of came to you when you were a teenager, uh, just the connection of spirituality that kind of led you down this path. Can you just base on that a little bit? Sure, sure. So ever since I was young, I just felt different than everybody. And I had experiences I couldn't explain. So I'd feel things, I would know things, and I would dream things that would happen. And I remember my mother's like, it's your imagination, you know, and and I kind of hid, you know, this this side of me until I was about 16. And I had an experience uh, with a glowing ball of light in my doorway. And that was that changed everything. I was frozen. I couldn't move. I couldn't speak. I watched this thing float my doorway for hours. And eventually it released me. I don't I guess it released me is what I say. And I was able to yell for my mother and she actually saw it, too. So for the first time, I had a witness to something mystical or strange. And uh, after that, I wanted to know why am I so different. And so I went into a little mystical bookstore in St. Louis, Missouri called Mystic Valley. It's still there today. I love it. And I went in and got a little astrology book about my personality. And I just started reading and I started learning how to do charts and did my chart. And I just taught myself and that validated my experiences. And I'm like, there's something to this. So I spent my life since I, since then studying astrology, reading what I could do, practicing, doing charts for free for people for years through college, through graduate school. And then I became a social worker counselor. So I've always kind of had my practical job, but then I've always had this as my uh, true passion. And I love to teach astrology basics to everyone I meet and make it very um, practical and and get their interest. And most people know their sun sign, and but a lot of people don't know their moon sign and what that means. And, and to me, the moon sign is, is more important than the sun sign even because that's our emotional nature. So that's kind of how I got on this path. And, and I've been doing it all this time for many years. So if the moon is emotional. What is typical of the sun? The sun is our main identity. It's our main personality traits uh, that we express to the world. So those basic traits that we show, people see it. Uh, that's where we shine. The sun is where um, 
you know, the center universe. So depending on what house it's in, in our chart, there's 12 houses, different, we call those areas of life. Uh, depending where the sun is, is kind of where those traits are going to express. So like if you're a Leo sun, uh, that means everyone born uh, during a certain month and dates um, is a Leo. And then we have people that are on the cusp as well. But they'll have certain traits like Leos are charismatic. They like to be on stage. They're, they're all, all very artistic, creative. Uh, they like to um, be respected and pampered. And they're usually play flirtatious and fun-loving and generous. And so uh, that's their outer nature. But you really, to know someone deeper, you really need to have their whole chart. And, and that takes um, the date and year, the exact time of birth, um, a.m. or p.m. in the city, state, country of birth, to really do um, an in-depth personality profile is what I call it, to see where the moon is. So in the moon, the moon moves through the sky every two to three days. So it, it goes through each star constellation, which are the signs, every two to three days. So even twins can have a different moon sign. So I've known a lot of twins that emotionally, um, they reacted to things differently than their twin. One twin might be more sensitive, more... Um, compassionate the other twin might be more practical and like I don't like emotion they may be different because the moon sign can be different so I've seen that um, through the years um, doing charts for twins um, especially if they're born several hours apart the moon can be changing into a new sign and but what I love about the moon is that the moon affects all of us the moon affects the tides of the ocean and when I started out in social work I worked with runaway teens and I remember whenever there was a full moon, uh, which we have right now, we're, we're in a full moon right now, and I'm feeling it, um, more people are um, having, I'm going to say this, uh, intensified energy. I call it energy. You can feel um, on edge. You can feel uh, irritated, a little bit down, depressed, moody, emotional, or you might have a ton of energy and, and, and just want to get things done and restless. It affects all of us differently. Um, but it affects our emotional nature because we're made up of mostly water and the moon affects the tides of the ocean. Of course, it would affect us. And so I would see on the weekends when there was a full moon that my my teens would be at the police station more often. And and then I talked to police officers and nurses and ERs and they tell there's a lot of research about it that more there's more domestic disputes. Um, there's more people that get injured, more accidents, more cars broken down during a full moon. So it's scientific. It's an energy. And so the moon um, is our inner nature. It's our how we react, how we respond to uh, things, how we deeply feel inside, how we show love, how we find emotional fulfillment. And I believe it's very powerful to show how we heal our wounds and heal trauma and pain and all those kind of things. So that's kind of what I, I've, I focused on in this book is, you know, how each moon sign heals how they transform, how they find uh, emotional fulfillment, passion, um, and in self-care, what things are good for them. So it's a very practical, user-friendly guide. Anybody that likes astrology, you don't have to be an expert. You can pick up my book and read it and look up your friends and family. And, um, and, and once you find out um, how to do their chart, which the whole intro, I tell you where to go to get a free chart and, and what you're going to need. And then you can look up your friends and family and and it's very accurate. And I feel like I'm more like my moon sign um, in a lot of ways when I'm challenged. So when life is hard, the moon is that part of us that we dig deep in and we 
utilize those strengths to face um, controversy and challenge and, and tension and hurt. So, you know, when we're hurt, um, we're inside. We, a lot of people hide it because we, we don't want anybody to know or we don't really heal it. But um, when, when life happens, um, to be more resilient, if you know your moon signs, basic traits and strengths, you can tap into those to heal and overcome a lot of hard times. And so I've seen that with my clients when I, when I did private practice and I did therapy, when I've done astrology consultations, coworkers, friends, family that have come to me, I've seen, wow, that your strength is this because your moon is in cancer. Or for instance, like an Aries moon person, um, which is what I am, I find that that has really helped me in my life to overcome traumatic experiences. I've, I've had a lot of people that I've known um, that have died through gun violence, very unexpected uh, things. Uh, when I was 16, that happened to a friend of mine, and that also kind of got me on the spiritual path. She was accidentally shot um, and killed. And, and, and all of these experiences have happened to me, and I realized I dig down deep and I utilize my Aries moon uh, to get a little bit angry, a little bit mad. And that's like, I am, this is bull, right? I am not going to lay here and be depressed. I'm going to get up and I'm going to, I'm going to get over this. And so it's helped me overcome a lot of uh, challenges in my own life. So I always see people's moon sign um, as a strength that they can really uh, tap into to heal emotions and feelings, which is really what blocks us sometimes, right? On, and letting, letting go the past, forgiveness, all that stuff is related to hurt. And I love how it just seems like a new time right now. I'm, I remember as a kid always going to um, the, getting the three sentences of my astrology. And I just thought it was so neat. Yes. Oh my God, it's so accurate. And that's all you could really find about your astrology back then in the 70s and the 80s. And um, to now be able to go into this deeper um, sense of ourselves. I mean, this is what animals have this instinct in. And I just want to mention this because last night it was a full moon. And all of a sudden my dog woke up at three in the morning and jumped down and ran to the front door. Yeah. It is very weird. He never does that. So yeah. I was like, oh, he had a, something's wrong. He has to go outside or he heard something. Shoot. And I ran outside and he just stopped and he looked up. And it was like the most beautiful full moon I'd ever seen. No. Oh, it was calling him. It was like a wolf. Yeah, like the the pack. Yeah, he's looking at the yeah. So I honestly and I and I haven't done this in a in a while. I went and grabbed all of my crystals and something told me in my intuition, go grab all your crystals and clean them. Cause yeah. Yeah. put them out in the moonlight and um and activate them because there's only so much cleaning you can do with sage and things like that, right? right. True. And it was just, it just made me feel so connected to, um, we're so animalistic, but we're, we, we put that part of us down for so long. And that's what this astrology is letting us kind of go yeah. back into who we really are. Yes. And, and so I love what you're doing. And I know that's that it. it's not easy. You have to have a really interesting mind to be able to this, right? Yes. Yes. I mean, the way I describe it, no one really ever explained it to me why it worked. 
people, when I started practicing it, it was really like an experiment. Like, but I started seeing these energies, these patterns, these trends with certain placements and people like, how did you know that? That is me. That's my life. Or that did happen to me. And I started just collecting research for the past 25 years. I've been collecting a lot of research just through observation and, and knowing people and them sharing their stories with me. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to look at your chart. I think you've got eighth house planets or Scorpio. And I'll sense people's energy. When I meet them, I'll know you've got Taurus. Even though you're telling me you're a Leo, you've got a, a very earthy feel. So I feel and sense energy. And I started realizing this is accurate. And, and I think the reason that I believe in it so much is that I believe that God, the universe, the creator, created astrology. It's in the Bible. It's in the book of Genesis. It's in, in, in ancient cultures. From way back, um, astrology has been a part of our life. And, and I mean, you can see, you know, when there's major planet changes, there's things in the world that happen. Like when Pluto was um, found is when they created nuclear power, the bomb, the nuclear bomb. And so Pluto's associated with uh, extreme change, trauma, healing, rebirth, transformation. No, and, and when it transits through each sign, like it just went into the sign Aquarius, which is a big, big deal. Hasn't been there since what the 1700s, like during the French Revolution. So we have, if you watch the news, there's going to be a lot of things happen in the world. So I believe it, it's, it's kind of a destiny um, that these energies affect us. We're on earth. We're part of the solar system. And to me, it's energy just, and I believe in energy. Um, and, and I was a skeptic at first. I used to say, if I see it, I'll believe it. And I really believe in the mind-body connection and in our chart, our energies um, manifest in our bodies. So every sun sign um, has a uh, body part, a vulnerable area uh, that they rule. And, and this is how modern medicine was founded. Hippocrates was an astrologer, the father of medicine. He said, uh, a physician that doesn't know astrology is not a physician, but a fool. That's one of his quotes. And if you look at old old medical books, you can see the symbols of the 12 sun signs on parts of the body. So, and when people argue with me, I'm like, this is history. This is science because there are a lot of skeptics. Um, but I'm like, do you believe it? Start watching the full moon. And, and, and some coworkers, people that I know, they'll say, is the moon full? Uh, Carmen, I'm feeling straight. Yeah, it's going to be full soon. Or is Mercury retrograde, you know, and I'll start teaching people these these basic astrology things and, and have them watch their everyday life and they'll see it. They'll see it. And just like with the teenagers that would be at the police station, my other social work friends uh, at work would say, Carmen, all of my kids were at the police station. You're right. There's something about this full moon. And that's how I started just opening people's minds uh, slowly to this. And it, and it's, it's a, it's a process, but um, the more, if I see a chart, um, I'll be able to know someone's personality. I, I really believe it's such a powerful tool to understand yourself and others. And that's what I use it for, to just validate your strengths, other people's personalities. So you don't take things personally. Everyone has their their strengths and their weaknesses and their their things they want to do and, and how they are in relationships. And when you know that, you can attract the right people. You can have the best partnerships and friendships and business partners. When you really know someone's chart, I always ask that, what is your birth date and year and time? If you have it, people look at me like I'm crazy sometimes, but I, I like to have that because then I understand them and I can work and 
with them and we can do so much more together. Oh gosh, absolutely. Um, so I, I'm a Libra moon and, um, my friend who is an astrologer the other day, she told me, and I, I confirmed this in your book that I learned through partnerships. Yes. So, uh, I was kind of, I've had several long-term relationships in my life and a part of people can almost look at that as a negative because they're programmed like you need this long-term 50-year relationship and things like that so a lot of times I would think gosh what's I'm just really bad at this relationship thing or something like that but uh and I've had a lot of long-term relationships in what I would call at least two years or more at least 12 of them so I'm not ashamed of it or anything but the Libra moon that's exactly what it says is I learn through partnerships. You do. I like to be alone. I don't want to be alone. It's right. like, know that there's something to learn in that relationship thing. And each one, and if I was write them all out, which I did a little bit, I've learned certain qualities um, in each one that made me. It, and so I, what, what I'm trying to say about it is I was nicer to myself then by that information. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, you were, you accepted that part of you and then with with moon and libra the reason of the partner um, your emotional fulfillment will come through through having a partner through having um by compromising by uh balancing uh self and others and so some the libra moon especially they want to give to their partner they they tend to make their partner um their priority and that's because you're you're here to to prioritize um, your partner and, and marriage and relationships. Could be business partners as well with Libra. Um, but, you know, one of the thing, the cool thing about Libra that I learned a long time ago, why does it rule partnership? Libra rules the seventh house of marriage and partnership in the chart. So, and so when you have planets in the seventh house, the sign Libra rules the seventh house. So um, you can kind of see what your marriage partner might be like, what sign is on that seventh house cusp. But then when you have sun or moon in Libra, especially, you're going to be focused on relationships and in your partner. And that's because um, all of the signs um, are ruled by a living thing. We talk about energy, except Libra. Libra is the metal scales. They're the scales of balance. So that's why Libras need people to, to know who they really are and to find who they really are. And that's how I explain that, why Libra is seeking a partner because they're not they're the metal scales of balance they're they're metal they're not they're not the goat the ram uh the crab you are metal scales and you need another person to help you figure out your identity and so that's a big thing big time and i know with libra they they don't like anything that's not just they just fairness yes justice and fairness are two and i laugh because people are like i I'm like, I want to be on a jury. They laugh at me. turning out of the jury duty. And I'm like, why can't I be on a jury? You're like, I want to be on there. I want some best third. Yeah. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, I, I it's interesting because um, Libra, I have a lot of Libra friends that are sun sign. I draw, I attract Libra females. Uh, friends, I mean, a lot of the people that have become very good friends of mine had a Libra sun and moon. Um, and the thing is they're peaceful. 
Libra moon, you need peace and harmony. And you cannot, you cannot function well if there's a lot of toxicity or negativity or uh, conflict or chaos. You need a very peaceful, loving, harmonious environment uh, to feel emotionally secure and comfortable. And in the, and I talk about in the book for each moon sign, we every moon sign needs a certain thing, their needs. That's your moon, what you need to feel uh, comfortable, stable, secure, fulfilled. Um, and your moon will show you that, you know, where your sun is more how you are outwardly. So I guess we're on Libra. You want to, I just want to do a couple sentences for each one so people can get inspired and then go buy the book for more information. Okay. Um, so we are Libra. Why don't we just go to the next one, which would be Scorpio? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Scorpio, uh, Scorpios need, um, connection. They need intimacy. They need passion. Um, Scorpio moon people are protective of themselves. They're secretive. They're secretive. They're, they're deep. So, uh, they're deeply emotional and very intuitive and they need, uh, people they can trust. Okay. They're not going to express their, their true emotions with anyone. They're going to, they're going to be very private until they really trust you because they, they know what it's like to be betrayed and, and they don't easily trust people. So that's one of their biggest challenges. Uh, with a Scorpio moon, and and I know a lot of people Scorpio moons. My mother has one, and I you know I have a lot of friends, and, and they are they're they're guarded. And then if they do, if you if you upset them, they shut down. They can cut you off like poof, and and you will not feel anything from them. They're like a stone, and uh, and that's their protection. Just gone, yeah, because they're the little the sting. Yeah, they have the little scorpion sting that can. And so you really, it takes them a while to really trust anyone. And I'll be, I'll say this, most Scorpio moon people that I meet, um, they may say they trust me and they may share some things, but they don't always, they never truly fully trust really anyone except themselves because they know that they could be hurt and that they, they've just through their own experience. They're very realistic and practical type of a, of a moon sign, even though it's water uh they're they're skeptical you know about people's motives yeah you what this is so important to know because if you know that and you're dating someone yes and they take a long time to open up to you for some reason yes. trusting you so that's why this is all important yes okay. sagittarius oh yes sagittarius moons i i love them so they are the optimist they're always a uh, fun loving adventurous they want to be on the move on the go they want to have freedom and so the the Sagittarius moons I know it's hard for them to commit and to tie themselves down to a relationship to to a job they always want to be able to roam and be free and so they want to have fun they want to adventure excitement they like to be outdoors they're the type of person emotionally that needs to feel like they can uh, travel and be um, getting their car driving around the wind in their hair. They don't want to be cooped up at a desk or cooped up in a relationship where they can't come and go as they please. So they like their freedom. And as long as you give them their freedom, they're happy. They're, they're very optimistic and they always see the, the positive side of things. If you're in a bad mood, they can cheer you up very easily and they give good advice. Oh, um, wow. They sound really lovely. Find out. <laughs> now, another thing that is something that I learned about Sagittarius, Sagittarius, Sun and Moon people is that 
they also were known to be direct and pretty honest and blunt. Like it kind of it kind of can catch off guard because they'll they're the kind of friend if you ask them, "Do I look okay in this outfit?" If you don't, they'll say, "No, I don't like it. That color's not good on you." So they you know that they will tell you the truth, but they do it in a kind way. I have so many know so many Libra Moon people through work and Le and or not Libra uh, Sagittarius Moon and Sagittarius Sun people, and they're like. They're real sweet. And they'll say, Carmen, I need to tell you something. I'm like, what? They're like, well, you had an error in this reporter where they're so nice about how they are honest with you. So you know where they stand. They're very um, straightforward. And they also love to learn. They love to study things and learn things and, and travel and go to different restaurants. And, uh, and they like to be coming and going. They don't want anybody kind of telling them what to do and controlling them. They feel the best when they're free. Yeah. And from my experience, they're, they're, a lot of them are leaders. They're, yeah. they're doctors. They're, they're those people that can stay that middle ground. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yes. Next is Capricorn. Yes. Capricorn moon. Uh, I will say my daughter has this moon sign. She's 18. And a lot of people with a Capricorn moon um, tell me that they feel very serious and responsible. So there's a heaviness uh, that they may feel and even prone to depression and feelings of sadness and things. And they may not know why. And it's a very realistic, practical kind of a, of a moon to have a very, I'm going to say like a grounded moon. And so for them to get in touch with their emotions takes a little bit of work. So their work, their work focused, they like to achieve things they are productive. They like to make money. They like to help their family. Um, but they are very um, pessimistic, so they're they're opposite of a Sag moon. If you tell, if you're all giddy, oh my gosh, everything's going to work out. They're like, no. Did you even think this through? They're going to say this isn't practical. You need to do this, this, and this. And this is my daughter because I'm more of an optimistic, Aries motivated. Oh, let's do it. And she's like, no, it's not going to work, mom. No, you're you're not realistic. She'll say, and so she has this very serious practical, reliable, uh, down-to-earth kind of an emotional nature. She doesn't get really excited about anything. It's always kind of even kill. And and I'm like, I'll get excited. And she's like, Mom, stop. So to me, they are very um, comforting. At they can comfort you. They can make you feel very secure to open up and share to them because they're good listeners. And they're very practical and, and realistic kind of a moon sign. So they need to tap into their emotions a little bit more and they need to let themselves feel because they don't want to be vulnerable. That's the thing with the Capricorn uh, moon. Similar to a Scorpio moon, they don't want to be weak or perceived as vulnerable. True. And so they can kind of act like they've got it all together. And inside they may be suffering, but you wouldn't know because they're they're able to hide it a little bit. You know what I mean? Okay, so then we have Aquarius next. Yeah, Aquarius moons, they're the, they're the one moon sign that's always been the hardest for me to describe. And even when I wrote the book, that was the one chapter to really tap in because Aquarius energy, it's air. But to me, how do you grasp air? It's hard to feel air energy-wise. Um, so they're in their mind. They're, they're intellectual. They are independent, a humanitarian. They, they're friendly. They like to have friends. They like to be on the go. They like to be learning things, studying things, thinking about the future. 
they're interested. Aquarius rules astrology. So a lot of people with Aquarius, Sun, or Moon are interested in spirituality, new age topics, crystals, astrology, all of these things, and innovative. Aquarius is the rebel. Uh, so they're, they're a little bit rebellious. Um, they want, they want their freedom. And if you tell them they can't do something, they'll say, I'll show you. I'm going to do it anyway. And they are eccentric. They want to dress and act unique and creatively. They're very creative. They don't want to just conform to what everybody wants them to do. And emotionally, they're non-traditional. They're the type of person that tells me, Carmen, I don't want to have to ever get married. I just am okay living with somebody or just having a companion. I don't want them to have a piece of paper to say I'm married. I want to be able to come and go as I please. They like their freedom and they also like um, non-traditional kind of things. They're drawn to that. They're drawn to different people that are different, people that are unique, um, creative. Aquarius moon people love that and because they're that way. And they feel fulfilled when they can be um, unique and express their emotions in different ways and be accepted for being different. Um, and, and they like that. That's where they feel fulfilled. And um, yeah, yeah scientific, scientific and very good at a lot of science, math, um, even humanitarian things too. social work. A lot of them go into healing and helping big groups of people. Um, volunteering, Peace Corps. I know a lot of Aquarians that are they being a part of a group is important for them too. being uh, included in a group. They like groups that they rule groups. They rule the 11th house in the chart. So. Oh, interesting. Okay, uh, next would be Pisces. Yeah, Pisces moon. So this is the one one of my favorite moon signs. They're they're very compassionate. They're very sensitive. They absorb everything in your environment. They're empaths. So they have a lack of boundaries between themselves and others and the environment. And so they're they are prone to taking on people's stress. They're prone to burnout very much emotional burnout because they're givers, they're helpers. They like to serve people. They like to help people. Um, and so they need to learn to self-care and to have a stronger boundary and learn to tell people no. They do, It's hard for them to stand up for themselves because they are very sensitive, being that water, that water moon. And they're, a lot of them are musical, artistic, creative. They're spiritual. Uh, meditation, they need time alone in solitude. That's how they recover. That's how they heal, and that's how they uh, build their energy tank up, right, to go back out into the world and help people. A lot of them go into the helping professions. A lot of them go into spiritual uh, dis disciplines, priests, nuns, rabbis, um, social work, psychologists, um, also uh, actors, actresses, musicians, artists. A lot of them are Pis have Pisces moon. Wow. Uh, imaginative, very imaginative, vivid imagination. That really, and they can really um, feel emotions. They cry easily. If you cry, they'll cry because they feel you what you're feeling. Yeah. This, uh, okay. Next is Aries. Aries Moon. Aries Moon. Um, they are impulsive. They are intensely um, emotional. So they're very. Um, they go on their gut. So they feel something. They act. Aries don't want Aries moon doesn't like to wait around. They want action and they'll they'll make a decision and they're ready to okay, let's do it. And then other when people want to plan, they feel that that, that is going to irritate them to no end because they don't want to read and plan and wait. They're ready to do it now. And 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 they're very brave and courageous. 
Um, but they also need to slow down a little bit and be a little bit more patient. And they need to listen to other people and their opinions and, and their emotions and consider other people. And not everything's about their own emotions, right? Uh, a lot of them are athletic. Um, they're competitive. They like to win. They're also very, can be very generous and very uh, motivating. They're, they can be like a motivational speaker. They can lead a team. They're leaders. So emotionally, they, they like to be free too, free and independent and, and be their own boss and, and, and tell you what they think. So their, their downfall is their temper. Some Aries moons, depending on what house it's in, it can kind of change the energy. Uh, but traditionally, they're known to be um, impulsive. And when they feel something, they say it and, it and they feel it and it's intense. And, and people are shocked, like, wow, when they get angry, it, it comes all out at once and then they're over it. And then they're like, okay, let's go to dinner. And everyone else is like, no, uh, you hurt my feelings. I'm a cancer moon, right? And I'm not going to forgive you so quickly. So they have to learn that not everybody is emotionally quick to overcome things like they are. They move on quick. They're like over it. Like they yeah. don't hold grudges. They don't hold, they usually don't hold grudges. They're like, I'm over it. You don't like me. That's fine. Um, yeah. And I like analogy. Uh, and again, it, it goes to why this is helpful. If you're in a relationship with someone, you're yes. in the Aries, and then the cancer's like, no, I'm not. Wait, you want the whole house. I'm going to talk about this. Yeah. Aries, Aries moons need, they build up. Their emotions tend to bubble up like a boiling pot. Yeah. And then when one thing will set them off and it'll all come out at once. Like they, the thing they're really mad about, that won't set them off. It'll be something small. And then they'll vent and, and they only do this with the people they love and trust. So they'll vent and they'll raise their voice and they're, they're all upset. And then everybody's like, whoa. And then, and then they calm down and then they're over it. And, um, example is, uh, my husband is a cancer man. And, and so I'm an Aries man. And so he, he didn't know what to do when I would get upset because I typically, he didn't, I never get upset that often, but when I do, and he would be like, withdrawn and quiet and he's like I don't even know what to say and then I'm like ready to go he's like how can you just want to go eat after that like I'm still upset because you kind of yelled at me or whatever and I'm like I'm over it I'm fine I'm not mad at you I'm not mad so Aries aren't always mad but um they have to express themselves that that intense Mars energy kind of comes out at times and it's usually with people they love and trust because they know they're still going to love them and they're going to forgive them right um, but they need to be more patient and less impulsive and think things through before they say something or act. That's the, the biggest thing with an Aries moon. They'll regret it if they act on their emotions. They'll make mistakes and then they'll, it'll, it'll, it's not good. <laughs> they need to be more patient. Yes. Oh, I could think of some people I have to look up and see. Uh, <laughs> so what about Taurus now? Yeah, Tor Taurus Moon is I have I know a lot of people Taurus Moon. And I can feel that I can feel when someone has a Taurus Moon instantly because they're very um grounded. It's like this comfortable energy that makes you feel warm and cozy and very serious though, kind of quiet and observant energy, right? And so Taurus moons um like peace and harmony. They don't like conflict. They don't like change. They like things routine and mundane and, and in order. Uh, they like things controlled and they like to know what's going to happen. 
And they're very affectionate, very loving, but also hardworking. They're a nurse sign, so they like to work hard. They like nice things. They also are that unique uh, earth moon that's ruled by Venus. So they also can be artistic and creative and like the music, art, um, all of those things. But they also can be drawn to business and finance and making money because they rule the second house of money and finance, Taurus does. And so that Taurus moon um, to me is a very supportive a calm energy. They're very calm. The biggest thing they need to learn to do is to is to let go of the past and to truly forgive others and, and allow allow change in their life and take more risks. That's my advice to a Taurus moon. Okay. Gemini. Gemini moons are flirtatious, friendly, and they're known to be talkative. So they are communicators. They feel love through talking. So they need a partner, like you said, that, that can communicate and be on, on their level mentally and intellectually and emotionally be able to talk with them. Because if you don't have the same interest, a Gemini moon will, will move on. They, they get bored. So Gemini moons get bored very easily. They need someone that inspires their mind and, and, and can debate and talk different subjects with them that they're interested in and do things together, like travel and be active, go hiking, go play play sports or whatever they need somebody that is on their intellectual level oh, or they, they they won't be interested yeah oh. they need that okay and then cancer oh yeah cancer moon is the the mother so cancer is the nurture so the moon is ruled by cancer is the moon so cancer rules the moon the moon rules cancer that's its ruling planet so cancer is all about um nurturing withdrawing from the world into their home. So being home, being with their family, having their pets around, their children, their spouse, uh, that is where they get their emotional fulfillment from being home and withdrawing from the outside world. Yeah. And they like to caretake, take care of people, cook, clean, do practical things for people. And they also have the shell. So they're known to put that, that crab shell up to protect that soft interior they have but they are the motherly energy. They like to um, help people that are sick. They like to take care of things in their family. And a lot of them like to work with children and, and do uh, social work, counseling, also uh, writing, artistic, creative, musical. Um, they have that interest too. So they're known to be very emotional. So the full moon affects cancer moons more than anyone else because that's their ruler. Yeah. yeah that's the sign. The moon rules their sign. So they can uh, definitely feel a couple days before the moon is full, they will be affected um, strongly. Uh, either can't sleep or sleeping too much or um, irritable, maybe feel a little bit emotional. They start crying and they don't know why. If it's a full moon, it's okay. There's nothing wrong. It, it, it's, it's that you're, they're extremely affected by, by the moon cycles because the moon is their ruler. Wow, wow. Good information. Uh, two more left. Leo? Yeah. Leo moons are playful. Um, they're artistic, fun-loving, generous. Uh, they, like to, they like to have a lot of social connections, networking. They like to uh, spend time with their friends, going to concerts, doing things that are fun and pleasurable. Um, and they like to be in charge. They, they, they're the leader. They like to be the lead. They like to be respected. They like to be pampered. And so I got a lot of Leo friends and I, I know a couple with the Leo moon and I, and I'm like, yeah, what you need is a partner that respects you and is affectionate 
and and that um, you can have fun with. And they're like, yeah, that that's that's what I like. And they like they like to feel um, trusted and respected and admired, and they need to feel appreciated. That's a big thing with the Leo moon. They need to feel that their partner or their loved ones appreciate what they do and appreciate them. And sometimes they get so caught up in their own um, people appreciating them and focusing on their uh, talents that they sometimes don't see the talents or, or give other people uh, kudos. So they're learning to, to let other people shine. Uh, they don't always have to be the one shining, right? They can give the stage to some others sometimes, right? Yeah, and I'm not, I think the sun signs are a lot like that, too. Yes. For Leo. Okay. Uh, last one, Virgo. Yes, Virgo moon. Yeah, Virgos are the perfectionists. Mm-hmm. Well, Virgos have very high standards, uh, and especially on themselves. They have these expectations, and they can be very hard on themselves. So they're the one moon sign that um, overanalyzes things. They're, the, they're, they're thinking through things. They're practical. They like efficiency. They like routine. They like structure. They're into diet and health and they're warriors. They're the warrior of, of all of the signs would be Virgo and cancer are known to be the two warriors. Virgo worry is more intellectual, more uh, practical worries. And then uh, cancers are emotional worries. And so uh, a lot of Virgo moons, um, can have insomnia and different sleep problems because they lay up thinking about things all night. They'll think of a work, something they didn't say or do, and then they can't sleep. So a lot of them struggle with an overactive mind that affects their mood and affects their emotions. So it's important for them to self do self-care, to take time off work, relax, um, and know that they can say no. They don't have to be doing all the time, and they don't always have to be productive. They need to learn to relax and have some fun. So that's my advice for a Virgo move. Well, thank you for all. That is amazing. Um, I want to go quickly back to um, Pluto going into Aquarius because yeah. it's going to affect everybody for 20 years. And I know that it's going in permanently at the end of the year, correct? Yeah. Yes. So it's going to affect all of us. And I, you mentioned what it is. Uh, you're talking about, you know, this it, every 248 years or so. So the last time it was in Pluto was... Um, it started around 1776, I think. Yeah. Um, and that's when the nuclear plant, I mean, it's, it's, it's about death and rebirth. So, I mean, we sort of feeling and sensing there's something bubbling to the surface. And yeah. please tell me your thoughts on this Pluto entering and what we can expect to come in or out of our lives or. Yeah. So, so if we look at. We've been, Pluto's been in Capricorn for a long time. And so when you look at the sign Capricorn, Capricorn's all about structure, tradition, doing things the old way, the way that, you know, uh, that you think it should be, and and being very focused on material success, on um, achievement, um, and the old ways. Tradi- anything traditional and, and very um, reliable, responsible, practical, and um, very uh, much all about the old is Capricorn. So Capricorns are set in their ways. They're kind of old school, right? Like um, if you look at different generations, okay, that's kind of what we look like when we look at these major transits through the outer planets and these signs is Capricorn is about um, history. They rule history. They rule all this. So 
with the the planet of death and rebirth and transformation going uh leaving Capricorn going into Aquarius it's we're we're letting the old die the old ways have to be destroyed and that means traditional things and how we live how we work you can kind of see it in the world after covid look at what's going on i'm seeing a battle in the news right now which is interesting of all these companies that are wanting people to come back from remote work because aquarius is all about technology science futuristic things innovation which is remote work telework we learn to do our jobs from our home because we had to but now this pull between Capricorn the way it should be and how we used to do things right and what's practical and traditional, they're trying to pull us back into that old way. And Pluto's like, no, people are revolting. They're rebelling. They're doing lawsuits because they're like, no, I've been working from home for three years. How dare you make me come in and just punch a clock for one day a week and I'm not as productive. I'm more productive. So it's like a new generation of energy and it's going to be all about Everything that's Aquarius, think about it. Space travel. Okay. Um, UFOs. I mean, look, they just shot down all those objects. We still don't really know what some of them were. They never found them. Mm -hmm. So what's that about? That's space travel. We're going to Mars. We're going to the moon again, the new space shuttle. I saw it on the news yesterday. All these cool space technology, science, and all these Aquarius energies are are going on right now. And a lot of Yes, digital currencies. Everybody wants to go to digital currencies and um, the banks that are failing and that old money way. And, um, you know, just, I mean, I'm watching a lot about real estate where people are putting all of their, it's more about, it feels definitely very Aquarius, very going into the humanitarian, more, like you said, um, not as much materialism, just understanding that they want to enjoy their life a little bit more yes. and have that. Absolutely. But also having that fun and freedom. Yes. Yeah. And you know? focusing on, on, on the whole, the collective, that's Aquarius. They rule groups. They rule humanitarian causes. Uh, and Capricorn is like all about uh, work hard. And, and and put your head down and suffer and struggle to make your money to achieve your goals. And it takes a lot of hard work. And Aquarius is like, why are we working so hard doing things that don't make sense? They're, they think outside the box. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't we do this, this, and this? Because it, it would be quicker and easier and faster and it would help people. Uh, focusing on the environment. All these things um, are really going to start coming to the forefront. Um when Aqu- when Pluto stays in Aquarius, um, when it's finally in there forever, for well, forever, for a long time. Yeah. And, uh, but it's going to move back into Capricorn. We're probably going to see some revolting, some old ways, again, getting destroyed. Things are going to be exposed because that's the thing with Pluto. It exposes things. I mean, look what's going on right now with uh, the, the, the prior president. Yeah. All these things that were hidden are bringing out to the surface for everyone to see anything that's hidden in the dark secrets taboo things is pluto so it brings it opens pandora's box out to the world and like look here here are all these things and um being honest and 
and very open and and futuristic and non-traditional things. It's going to be a focus on that because that's Aquarius. Well, I, I remember is that after it is, there's a rebirth coming. So this it yeah. behind all that that has to die. We yeah. have to let it go. It's not working anymore. No, we were too miserable and not enjoying. There was no work-life balance. The culture was very shallow. It's yeah. gone that way for so long, and there. Uh, that's what. People were feeling nothing during social media scrolling. The videos are all low vibrational, um, all about death and murder and only things that we don't need to put in our video games and things like that. And I feel like that's going to cause a shift. So yeah, there's going to be a fight because that energy is really in there, really deep. You know what's really cool? If, if you look the whole thing that's happening in France right now with their retirement age being changed, that happened when Pluto went into Aquarius. Oh, wow. It's, it intensified like that day. And, and that day, uh, I believe it was actually last week or the week before, I think it was last week or the week before. Um, I remember I felt it because I've been feeling this stagnant energy and, and I got a little bit rebellious. That That's what Aquarius is. I, I was like, I don't, I'm not going to feel like this anymore. I'm, I'm going to change something. Like I'm done with this. Right. And you could, I could just feel like, like I'm ready to move forward and do something different. And so that's, that's what Aquarius is going to do. And then Pluto in there is going to intensify it. And I think people are going to uprise yep. on certain issues and things. And it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. But the, the thing going on in France was really very similar history repeating itself from when Pluto was in Aquarius before the yeah. French Revolution and all these it's so you can't make it up it's a, it's scientific it's it's I believe it's destiny it's part of the plan of of our world is the planetary transit they're they're happening the way they're meant to and then they're going to affect all of us all of us are affected by these energies and we may not understand them but but we are astrology affects us all yeah and then so we've got this for 20 years, which makes sense. It's going to take all that time to probably unshake all the traditions and all that. And then we get to have the, oh, where is in Pisces, right? Because isn't that sort of, that will probably be, and we'll be a lot, we'll be all older by then. But, um, you know, that's going to be really, isn't that sort of like the ultimate? It's like the age, it's like they're saying it's like the ascension, like, we're getting moving towards the ascension of, of we're not a physical body. We're spiritual beings that are on this earth. We're, we're, we're souls. And so all of these energies of the earth are changing. Edgar Casey, I've studied a lot about him and the earth changes all the, all of this is happening. And by the time Pluto goes into Pisces, we're going to be living as spiritual beings. Oh. You know, we, we're going to be in our spiritual form. Like we're in the material stuck in our body form, which is very Capricorn, in the body, practical, rigid, responsibilities, heavy, uh, work hard, and just work, work, work to pay your bills and do practical things. And of course, like, nope, I'm shocking you. I'm going to get you out of that that old way. And then when it goes into Pisces, it's going to be a spiritual re uh, rebirth. And again, we, we talk about this to alleviate per people's concerns and minds that, you yeah. This is just, there's science behind it. There's the yeah. whole world is behind it. 
and knowledge. Let it, let it go as a, don't live in the fear, live in the knowledge and understanding. So having some awareness about what's happening. So you can make plans for the future, knowing what's going on. Yeah. It's interesting. There's a quote in the Bible uh, in the where Jesus, the disciples asked him, when will you return? And he told him when what there'll be signs in the sun, moon and stars upon my return. So that's astrology right there. And he said something really, really interesting that a lot of people don't realize what he meant. He said, follow the man with the alabaster jar into the house that he dwells. And everyone's like, well, you read the Bible. That's the symbol of Aquarius. The man holding the alabaster jar, pouring the water. He said that, and this is like what he said in red, right in the Bible. So he was talking about the age of Aquarius in the Bible to the disciples. Yeah. And that's just one book that we have. There's many books that were written back then that are not in our in our traditional Bibles that we haven't seen. There's a lot of a lot of uh, books written back then. So we only know what we're allowed to see, right? There's a lot of hidden hidden things. But anyways, I think that was interesting because that is about Aquarius. Re-ascension, a shift in the spiritual return of the Christ consciousness, all these things. Understanding that we are all that kind, that consciousness. Yeah. Yeah. And also that affects how we treat other people because instead of lying in a lot of judgment and criticism of others, you can see them even though. They might have the complete opposite of the values that you have. Yeah. And see that they are also just, they, they could be your teacher. Yeah. They could be the waker upper, yeah. their own place too. And so yeah. you don't have to take it on so personally. Like, yeah. And then we have the astrology that helps us understand these people a little bit better. So, yes. well, yes. I'm, this has just been such a great time. And um, thank you to Llewellyn again. And here is your book. We wish you so much on your book and also you have sun signs and you yeah. dive deep in a lot of other ways and you have in your website is um carmen turner scott.com that's c i'm sorry s-c-h-o-t-t.com and we're going to be linking everything down below so you can find it yes. is there um anything you'd like to go out on today or just want to say everybody just know that ener- the energy is affecting everyone and, and just make sure to take care of yourself and and be in and do self-care things, nurture yourself, do breathing exercises, meditate, do whatever you have to do to move these intense energies through your body and balance them, whether that's exercise, uh, meditation, uh, going out in nature, whatever you got to do, because the, these energies are very intense right now. I have a lot of people reaching out to me asking for help that they just don't feel good and a lot of it is those energies get stuck in the chakras in our body and we need to release them because it's affecting us i went out and i went and did hot yoga this morning and as soon as i was there i was like (laughs) i mean they were kept going in my ear get up and go get up and go yes you know and i knew it was all like a shedding that self-care is so important yes all that stuff and we yes. pick from other people too, and it just gets stuck in our space, and we don't feel good, and yeah. we self pity, and then we go down way back into the past, and all of this has happened to us right. all the time. Poor me, and what I do all the time. That's why I'm talking about it. I self yeah. has been a friend of mine, 
Yes. And yeah. now I say goodbye, self-pity. And I put a, a, an emotional little trash. Yes. Veterinary trash can. Yeah. I take that thought and I throw it in the trash. I like it. Yeah. Or write it down and light it on fire. Pitch it. Just, and, and that's what Pluto, Pluto is affecting everyone right now. And, and Pluto, like you said, it's about, um, it's about, it's about healing. And so a lot of people have, wounds coming up okay things that that people thought they healed and i've had the same thing happen the past year things i thought i'd healed and overcome are starting to come up again and i'm like wait a minute i thought i was over this and so it's okay just let it come up let yourself cry and then and then pay attention to what you're feeling and don't get stuck in the past like she said let it go but uh, pluto uh, brings up things it brings up things because it's it's there it's meant to heal it wants you to heal fully. And so you're going to have memories come up, old hurts. People from the past might come back and trigger things. You could have triggers, traumatic triggers. It's okay. Talk to someone. It's okay to see a counselor. Go to an energy worker, an energy healer. But you work through these things so Pluto is going to help you truly heal. That's what this Pluto energy is about. So, well, I'm so happy. And always try to remember that they're rebirth on the other side. That's, that's right. a big visual that I have where, because yeah. when you're going through it, it feels terrible. Yeah. But you just got to remember, okay, over here is there's a rebirth coming. Yeah. And you're trying to rebirth because that is exactly how it feels. It because does. thing has to die that has been yes. taking your energy and your mind. Yes. It has to go away. Yes. It's like a phoenix rising up from the ashes. There was like the phoenix bird destroys itself and it, it's born a whole new bird. It's a whole new body, a whole new mind, a whole new emotional nature that, that we're shedding, you know? Oh, I love that visual. Well, <laughs> love it. Well, you know, amazing getting to know you. You guys, please like, share, subscribe. We appreciate your support. Liberated Healer is here for you. And always trying to send you the most up-to-date information, the best authors. Uh, truly authentic, gifted people that uh, really care about uh, where you're going in here to help you. So thank you so much, Carmen. And bye to everybody. See you again. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, you can find us online at theliberatedhealer.com, on Instagram at Liberated Healer Podcast, or on Facebook at The Liberated Healer. Give us a follow, subscribe, send us a message if you so feel, and thank you for your support.